Today's episode is Live Like a Lady 101. I am going to give you the two most important starting points that could literally save you hundreds or thousands of dollars, hours and hours of appointments and frustration, and get you the kind of results that you have been dreaming up when it comes to your health. That's right, ladies. That's right. We're talking feminine rhythms today. If you have joined me on the gram at all, or if you have a friend that maybe has taken one of my programs and sent this episode to you, you would know that feminine rhythms are the number one place to start when it comes to your health. Whether you are knee, not even knee, neck deep in hormone issues, weight loss resistance, fatigue, uh, thyroid stuff, gut issues, and that you are like, it feels really, really big. Like my, my symptoms and my issues feel really big. And I have been through the ringer with different practitioners and appointments and testing. And I still like, don't really know where I'm supposed to go next. Or if you are like, no, I haven't even really started my journey because I don't know where to start. I just know that the way that I'm feeling isn't quite normal and my body is capable of healing. This episode is 100% for you. Feminine rhythms. What even are they? The two feminine rhythms that we're talking about are your cycle and your circadian rhythm. These are your two internal clocks. What do they do? What do they tell you? and how you can become a master in them. So this past weekend, I went on a retreat. Believe it or not, it was my first retreat in almost, I think, eight years that I wasn't working or didn't have to be there for work. I realized at the beginning of this year that I hadn't been on a retreat that was just for me in a very, very, very long time, like since my reversion, Um, because I am an all in kind of girl. And I had my reversion when I was 19. And then immediately was like, God just saved my life. And this changes everything. So I jumped into ministry. And then so I did it for volunteering with the high school ministry. And then I got involved in focus at college. And then I became a summer youth minister, and then I became a middle school youth minister, and then I became a focused missionary. (laughs) So pretty much my whole relationship with the Lord for the past eight years, I was working in some capacity in it. And then the past couple of years, I just hadn't gone. I don't even know. Like I just didn't find one. I finally found one this past month, and it was a marriage retreat, which was so exciting. So in the theme of getting back to the basics, the beauty of femininity, I just want to tell you something. This is like, this is going to seem random, but I need you to know this. If you are like me, I have already planned out a lot of my 2024. Like I've planned out two of my vacations. I have dates in my calendar well into fall of 2024. I am having a blast planning it out. If you're in that same boat and one of your things is that you want to go on a retreat this year, can I offer a suggestion? Can you look into the Carmelites in Los Angeles, the Carmelites of the Sacred Heart, and they have the Sacred Heart Retreat House in Alhambra, which is in LA. 
they have, which this is not the retreat that I went on, but I want to tell you about it because I literally had no idea that this was even a thing. They have these retreats called Made for Greater retreats that are either three, four, or five days. You get to pick and you get paired one-on-one with a sister and she will accompany you throughout the whole retreat. And the way that they described it was it's all about going back to the basics. And so going back to identity, which is where all things stem from, which um, then goes into like your prayer life, how God sees you, like really going back to the beginning and the level of accompaniment just blew my mind. I just wanted to put that on your radar because this is a Catholic podcast. It's all things feminine and mind, body, soul. And I could not believe when they said that. So if, and Southwest is having <laughs> really cheap flight sales. So you could do a little double whammy. Maybe you grab a, grab a bestie, grab your mom, grab your sister and go on a retreat. Okay. That was what I did this weekend. And it just really reminded me the importance of getting back down to the basics, like every single time. So this episode really is all about these two feminine rhythms being the starting point for anywhere that you are in your health journey, making sure that this is somewhere that you come back to over and over and over again. So with your feminine rhythms, I said your monthly cycle and your circadian rhythm. So you have in your body going on at all times. Oh, it's just so beautiful. You have this like symphony, right? The same way that in uh, theology of the body, we say that women are like the waves and men are like the the rocks, the cliffs on the shore. You have, I want you to picture these like waves, these ebbs and flows that are going on throughout your body all the time. It's like this symphony. And the the drum beat or the conductor behind it is these two rhythms. So you have your monthly rhythm of your cycle and your daily rhythm of your circadian rhythm. And this is where it kind of unlocks what it means to live like a lady and to live differently. Let's be super real. We live in a time that denies that there's even a difference between men and women. (laughs) And this is why it is so, so, so critical that you understand that down to the deepest cell, every single cell and bone and organ in your body sings the truth and the beauty of creation and that we are very, very different. And so this alone, the fact that we have these two clocks is one of our most glorious gifts and distinguishers, I would say, because men, hormonally speaking, are pretty much the same day in and day out from puberty to pretty much when they die. They have this circadian rhythm, right? Your circadian rhythm is more than just your sleep and your wake, which we'll talk about further. But these like uh, hormonal shifts that happen throughout the day, and then that's pretty much it. You, on the other hand, have this second clock on top of it. You also have this monthly clock. So this is where you get to see these two things as a key. And it starts to unlock why the way that you eat, the way that you move, the way that you plan your days out, the way that you feel, the way that you um, have different strengths and like emotions throughout the month is so different from your dad, your brother, your friend, your husband, who can live a certain way and it works really well for them. Or they can 
do certain things and like immediately see changes in the gym, like stuff like that. If you've been comparing yourself to your male counterparts in your life, this will, (laughs) this will give you so much freedom to realize, oh my gosh, we are just not comparable in that way. And the way that I do things has to be different. So if you are like, I don't even know how my body works or you don't know what you don't know, the point of this episode really is to kind of give you a breakdown of how these two things work and why it's the most important place to start in your health. And I really just want you to know that it's so common and you're not alone. And if you have been feeling like you're frustrated and like your body is working against you, knowing your feminine rhythms is the best way to get back on the same team as your body. Because that uh, that frustration, that anger, or that fear that nothing that you do works or that your body is broken is a massive roadblock to healing. And the best way to kind of dissolve it and to disarm it is to step into a place of understanding and of compassion. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to zoom out, take a few steps back, go all the way back to the garden and ask, okay, Lord, how did you build me? How did you design the feminine body to live? How is it meant to work? Because your feminine rhythms are literally the answer key to so many of your burning questions, most frustrating issues. You, If you are struggling with PMDD, with thyroid issues, with weight loss resistance, your fatigue, your crazy periods, your cycles are absent, your mood is like crazy town USA all the time, um, your digestion, if you're struggling to get pregnant, whatever it may be, you're not crazy. You probably just didn't get to learn how your body works. So going back to the basics is really helpful for someone that has done the work to figure themselves out. So if you're like, I'm not at ground zero, I chart, I have an APRO, I've seen a dietitian, I've taken other programs, you certainly have a higher level of understanding than I'd say most women. My question is, do you feel confident in understanding your body? Do you have this kind of frame of reference where you can walk yourself through if something feels off that you can go, okay, have I done this, this, that? Am I noticing any changes here? It's really that curiosity and that compassion um, that's a huge marker and it can be a huge turning point in your healing journey. So let's start with feminine rhythm number one, your cycle. So when I say your cycle, I... I'm not saying your period. I hear these two words used interchangeably and that's actually not accurate. So your cycle goes from day one of one period to day one of the next. So maybe you have a 28 day cycle, 28 days between periods, or you have a 35 day cycle. And then your period are just the days of your bleed at the beginning there. So throughout this whole month-ish long we are seeing that there's this internal dance of specifically four hormones, your estrogen, progesterone, your LH, and your FSH. So this is a dance and this communication that's happening between the brain and the ovaries. Now, the reason that this rhythm is so important and so critical is because one, it reframes your health in light of your fertility. When it comes to understanding feminine health and optimizing feminine health, it needs to be from the place of fertility because a healthy, thriving, safe, balanced feminine body is a body that is ovulating, that has these regular consistent cycles. And your cycle becomes your fifth vital sign. 
So meaning the same way that we look at pulse or body temperature, your cycle is this window into your whole body health. It shows, it reveals what's going on with your hormones, with your physiology, even with your stress. So I have a friend that's a pediatric nurse and she was in the first cohort of Made Good. And this was back when very, the very first cohort was live, uh, live teaching. And we got to stop here. And I was like, hey, okay, as a nurse, why do you take vitals? And she was like, well, it comes down to two things. One, it allows me to get a read on my patient without needing them to communicate with me. Or sometimes she's working with children, so they can't communicate with her little, little, little kids. And two, she said, it helps me see if what we're doing is working. Like, are they trending upwards? Or sometimes I can see that things are starting to go south from their vitals. It kind of, um, it gives a heads up even before the patient says that they're not feeling well or something else comes up. And it shows me if what we're doing is working or if there's an early marker of this red flag. And I have not forgotten that since. I loved hearing it from someone's perspective whose job is literally to read and tend to the body because it just shows how much your body is constantly communicating with you. And that's really what tracking your cycle begins to teach you. So in the same way that you can check your vitals, your cycle can act like a report card and it gets to tell you, hey, this new way of eating or this new job um, is working for us or it's not working for us or the amount of stress that you've been under is showing. Your symptoms are your body's only way of communicating with you and asking for change. That's all. Your body is not working against you when you're having these crazy symptoms. It's asking for change and it's, it's responding to the inputs that you may be giving it. So step one of learning to chart your cycle means that you can tune in again. What do I mean by tuning in? You get to build awareness again. If we're being super, super real here, most women are professional steamrollers. Even just in this last cohort of Made Good, I've had multiple clients, especially after looking at their HTNA testing, go, oh my gosh, I have been gaslighting myself into thinking that this level of stress that I've been living in is like not a big deal or it's fine. I should just be fine. And honestly, it's just a survival mechanism. And I completely understand it because especially if you are someone who has struggled with really painful periods for years, if you have had um, really difficult hormone imbalances, maybe PMDD that has had really difficult mood swings or gut issues that you have had to turn off that connection between your brain and your body to be able to keep showing up for work or school or like keep functioning in your life. I get that 10,000%. The good news is, is that that's not how life has to be. So the hope for this episode is that it gives you a roadmap on where to start again. And so tracking your cycle is that step one, because you have this daily practice of checking in with yourself, physically writing down what you've observed, and you slowly get to build out this health record. Knowing how to tune back into your body and seeing the shifts is also where a lot of this growing in compassion can happen and getting back on the same team. Because this is where you get to start to see that you're not the same, hormonally speaking, day one of your cycle compared to day 18 of your cycle. The way that you feel, your mood, your strengths, your weaknesses, they shift as your hormones rise and fall. 
So this is where it becomes really beautiful. And I've seen women have this light bulb moment of being like, I'm not crazy. I just have a different, like my body is different and it has these hormones that are consistently changing. So once you can learn how to read them and read your biomarkers, it kind of unlocks a whole new layer of understanding. So going back to that idea that your symptoms are your body's only way of communicating with you, tracking your cycle means observing your cervical mucus, your your period, any accompanying biomarkers and symptoms. If you have started by tracking your period on, on an app, that's a phenomenal place to start. That's awesome. I love that you're doing that. When I say tracking your cycle, it means knowing how to look for signs of ovulation, knowing how to read uh, your different kinds of cervical mucus, right? It's not just like random discharge. It all has meaning and it's showing you what's going on, especially with like your estrogen, and your progesterone levels and getting to track it in a way that is hopefully taking really good notes. This is why I love the FEM method because they teach you how to read it beyond just like, is this a fertile or infertile period? And you get to actually understand what the hormonal activity is underneath it. So this is where charting as early as you can is one of the smartest things that you can do. So if you're single, if you're in college, this is the smartest time to start charting. I don't know where in the world we've gotten this like idea that you have to wait to learn to track your cycle until you're engaged. I don't know if you kind of believe that I literally did. I actually had a friend tell me that um they were like no no no. you like wait until you're in marriage prep that's when you're gonna learn how to chart and I was like oh okay I had no idea I also didn't know that cycle tracking even existed until I got back into my faith um but it's absolutely bonkers because engagement is one of the most stressful seasons and there's a lot of pressure there so if you can learn how to chart outside of engagement way, 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 way before it, it means that you're going to have a lot more mental space to be able to take it in. You're you're going to feel less pressure and there's more room to make changes. So let's say that you start tracking and you start to notice some things that need some attention. You will feel a little bit more mental freedom to do it compared to if your wedding is like six weeks away and you're really hoping to get pregnant right away and now it feels really... Uh, real and kind of grave if you're finding any issues with your charting. So I cannot recommend enough to do it earlier. Family planning is just one way to use your charting. It's so much bigger than that. Like NFP does not equal tracking your cycle. They're, it's like a Venn diagram kind of situation. Um, so think about it as a way to create a health record. Another reason that tracking your cycle and understanding this feminine rhythm is one of the most important places to start is because hormones are just messengers. So it's really important to have that perspective. And if you are seeing things that are off in your charting and in your hormonal activity, you have to recognize that you have to now swim upstream and find where that information is coming from. What are the inputs? At the end of the day, your body is not stupid. I'm going to say that one more time. <laughs> your body is not stupid. It's not stupid or random. And everything that it does is in response to some kind of input. Okay? So, learning to understand that 
the hormone issues aren't like the the issue a lot of the times you have to go a little bit further and get a little bit more specific what hormones like a lot of times I hear women being like I have hormone issues do I just need to do hormone blood work and it's like tell me more what are the hormone issues is it that you're seeing signs of low progesterone because that's just that's just a messenger again where is that coming from so if you're consistently giving your body these inputs of stress or scarcity, be it from under-eating, over-exercising, um, hating your life, speaking to yourself poorly, spending way too much time on your phone, whatever it may be, those outputs or symptoms that you see will reflect that. So going back and building this awareness and tuning in and being able to map out your health is the most important place to start. So lastly, that tracking your cycle teaches and reminds you to live like a lady. Like I was saying in the beginning, you are designed to live differently. Within a healthy ovulatory cycle, you have almost these four seasons that you go through as your hormones ebb and flow. So your period is this time for rest and recovery. It is a time to slow down, if at all possible. It is not the time to go to Orange Theory. It's not the time to be skipping all of your meals and just running around drinking coffee. It's also probably not the time to, (laughs) I don't know, completely rearrange your entire life. Like it is a time to rest and recover. Then in your follicular phase, you're going to feel more outgoing. You'll likely have more energy. This is also where you're more sensitive to stress because the body is preparing to potentially reproduce. In the ovulatory window, in a healthy ovulatory window, this is typically where you feel like a million bucks and you look in the mirror and you're like, who is she and why is she so pretty? Like (laughs) you will never feel prettier than your ovulatory window when your hormones are on point. And then in the end of your luteal phase, you kind of go back into this fall Uh, think about how fall the seasons change and the leaves begin to fall off of the trees and we kind of start to get a little cooler and bundle back up and it's that it's kind of slowing down a bit more being a little bit more introspective you're definitely going to be significantly hungrier that's a real thing you need more protein and more food in your luteal phase so the way that you plan your schedule your social calendar your meals your workouts all of that can ebb and flow according to these mini seasons And allow for this feminine softness and these shifts that are going on within your body and not only supporting them, but making sure that you're working with them. Because a lot of the time, if you are running in this rat race or you're expecting yourself to be the same every single day or to be able to kind of keep up the way that your male counterparts do, it ends up working against this feminine rhythm. So getting to shift the way that you live is so beautiful in supporting your hormone health. Next is feminine rhythm number two, which is your circadian rhythm. This is a crowd favorite. (laughs) I, it's because it's so human. It just is one of those things that makes so much sense. Both of our feminine rhythms do where you learn them and you go, why does that make so much sense? And why did no one tell me this 15 years ago? Like we should all be learning this at seven years old and definitely right before puberty. So your circadian rhythm, um, actually in this past cohort of made good, there was a beautiful angel princess queen named Maria. And in our very first session and orientation, 
I ask like, okay, why are you really here? Like, let's just share and open it up because this way you get to know your small group a little bit better. And her thing that she came in with was she was like, I am like really on one right now about being human. And I would literally tear up while she would talk about it because she has so much passion for life and the simplicity and the beauty of being human. So circadian rhythm work, I think is one of the most human things that you can do and the most underrated and essential form of transforming your health. This is what I'm talking about that will literally save you hundreds or thousands of dollars. If you have not worked on your circadian rhythm, please don't spend the 600 something bucks to get a Dutch test run. Please, 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 like, please save yourself the money, save the, the fancy, amazing, but expensive functional testing for when you have laid out the foundations because this is the key to so much of your hormonal activity and it's essential for keeping your whole system in order. So when you think circadian rhythm, the first thing that you probably think of is your sleep-wake cycle. So you might have heard that like your circadian rhythm comes back to your when you're awake and when you're feeling sleepy because of your cortisol and your melatonin patterns. Think about it as the literal ticking time clock. It's roughly 24-ish hours and it matches up with the sun. So with the length of our days and it's this drum beat that keeps time and it tells your body when to be alert, when to sleep, when to digest food, when to repair, when to release certain hormones. Everything is attuned to this body clock. The way that I think about it is if you like how your computer shuts down if you have too many programs open at once. So the same way the Lord designed your body to work like clockwork, literally. And so it doesn't make sense for something like a complex machine to be running every single program at the same time. That's just not logical and it doesn't work. Instead, it makes sense for there to be certain times of day where certain functions are prioritized. So it's the exact same thing with your beautiful body. So your circadian rhythm is run by light. This is one of the primary timekeepers. Light coming in through your eyes and through your skin, your skin picks up on it too, is what sets the clock and tells your body what to do. So this is where it's really important to recognize how out of touch with nature and how our modern life doesn't really match up with how we were designed to live. Picture this. This may sound familiar. Let me know if it does. You wake up. You're super, super tired. So you go on your phone to try and wake yourself up. And then you immediately see a really stressful text from your boss. And so then you get super anxious. So you switch on over to Instagram and start scrolling to kind of appease yourself and find something funny. And all of a sudden it's been 20 minutes of scrolling. And then you realize that you're watching videos of like influencers and now you're overthinking your weight and why her outfits are better. And that girl has so many friends and her marriage seems better than mine. And you want to save up for a trip to Europe. And now you look at the clock and you realize you have 10 minutes to get ready before you have to head out the door. And so you jump out of bed and you flip on all the lights and you start getting dressed, you do your makeup, and then you have to run out the door with just like a cup of coffee, which will tide you over until noon. And then at work, you get really, really hungry and hangry. So then you go into the break room and you find some chocolate chip cookies. And then it's lunchtime. So you go to Chipotle and you eat a ton and now you're like really, really tired and you hit a wall and you feel like you're going to like crawl into bed if you could right now 
And then you go home and you're too exhausted to do anything. So you sit in front of the TV, you eat some leftovers, you get into bed, maybe you scroll for another hour on TikTok, and then you just close your eyes and you do it all over again tomorrow. Does that sound familiar is my first question. And if it does, and I ask this with all love, is that the way that you want to live? Is that a peaceful, lovely, Christ-centered life? Or does that sound like Chaos USA? If it does sound familiar, no shame because you are not alone in it. But consider this an invitation into living well and to kind of reassessing the way that you live your mornings and evenings. I really truly believe that your mornings and evenings can be two of the most powerful, sacred, sanctifying um, kind of hours of your day. And they should belong to God. And understanding your circadian rhythm can actually help you get closer to that. So back to your circadian rhythm. It is what runs the show. Here are some signs that your circadian rhythm needs some TLC. One, if you are exhausted, no matter how much you sleep, you like wake up feeling ready to get back into bed. If you struggle to fall asleep or stay asleep at night. If you have a really bad crash in the middle of the day. If you work a night shift, if you work a job that you're inside all day, uh, if you are someone that goes on their phone first thing in the morning and last thing at night, these are all some pretty good indicators that your habits could use some fine tuning and that it's having a bigger impact on your energy, your hormones, and your gut health than you may even realize. So let's talk hormones. Our body is designed to release different hormones at specific times of the day. So this is that hormonal symphony. And it's really finely attuned to your circadian rhythm. So two of the first things that you want to optimize when it comes to your hormonal health are your cortisol and your melatonin. So when you think cortisol, you're probably thinking stress hormone. And this is designed to peak in the morning. This is what helps you feel bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and want to jump out of bed. And then melatonin is that sleepy time hormone that peaks in the evening and it makes you want to go to bed. It helps you stay asleep the whole night. It also has a really powerful antioxidant effect. So it's part of that repair that happens at nighttime. The biggest thing of importance here is your morning light. If you have heard about the importance of a morning walk, of watching the sunrise, it is what is critical to helping regulate your cortisol and your melatonin for the entire day. And it also impacts other hormones like insulin and serotonin. I got some questions. I did a Q and A the other day and I got some questions on asking for a podcast episode on insulin. The one thing I'll touch on in this episode is that by the time you are insulin resistant, you are already leptin resistant and leptin is one of your master circadian hormones so getting your circadian rhythm on track is one of the biggest helpers if you have been told that you have insulin resistance um, or any concerns like that so that natural light exposure in the morning helps to kind of maintain that hormonal orchestra and then just promotes that sleep-wake cycle and overall well-being So some of the science behind it is that morning light is what triggers a hormonal cascade. And as the first rays of morning light touch your eyes, this really critical process begins. So your retinas, your eyes are constantly looking for blue light. 
So when you think about the sun, it's releasing different wavelengths of light depending on the time of day. And you have this master timekeeper, this master clock in your brain called the SCN, the suprachiasmatic nucleus. And so this is that internal clock and it tells the rest of your body what to do. So the magic of morning light is that it helps influence all these other hormones within the body. It helps regulate your metabolism and it helps to overall potentially risk, reduce the risk of metabolic disorders. If you have ever been camping, if you enjoy camping regularly, you can attest and you have now seen the power of circadian rhythm um, habits because you probably have noticed that you wake up a lot earlier than you usually do. The light streams into your tent and maybe it's even hours earlier than you're used to waking up, but you typically feel so like alert and calm and you watch the sunrise and then you find yourself getting sleepy a lot earlier. You might find that you sleep really deeply on camping trips and that all of it, all of it really comes back to the amount of time that you're spending out in nature and that you're allowing your body to receive these signals of light of sunlight that tells your body what time of day it is, where in the world it is, and therefore what it needs to be doing. So all of this and how you can better optimize it, you can learn to track your cycle, learn what your circadian rhythm is doing, and what your very best morning and evening routine could look like is exactly what you learn within Made Good. So the program runs for three months and our next cohort starts in just a few weeks. So if you are interested in joining, if you know that this is your next best step, or if you want to kind of get on the phone and see what your unique situation is, what your health goals or concerns are, and if this would be helpful for you, go ahead and DM me the word podcast on Instagram at the Catholic Nutritionist. I hope that this episode has been helpful to kind of give you a crash course. There's really nothing better than understanding it for yourself. And really, really coming back to this truth that your body was made good and there is rhyme and reason. There is purpose behind every single thing that it does. Do not think that you are too far gone to focus on the basics or that your situation is too complicated, um, that this would be too simple because really all of the wins that I share, typically they come back to these two foundational rhythms, like getting their thyroid back in a healthy range, getting pregnant, um, having their energy for the first time in their lives. Like all of these beautiful wins that I've gotten to see my clients experience, really come back to the commitment and the consistency. It all comes back to consistency over perfection. If you are ready to jump into that, go ahead and shoot me a DM or you can just apply. I'll leave the application in the show notes. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope it's given you some perspective. And as always, I love to hear your thoughts, your questions, anything like that. Um, so go ahead and tag me, DM me on the gram, whatever it may be. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and a very happy Advent.